Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. This is my podcast, The My Refers to Me, Josh Horowitz, your fearless leader, your intrepid explorer through the world of pop culture, and interviews with the likes of, uh, well, the greatest actors and filmmakers of our time. At least that's the goal, or at least it's the people that I find most interesting. And if you're like me, uh, then hopefully you enjoy the show, because this is just about hanging with people that we think are really cool and interesting and have cool stories and uh, like to laugh about themselves, their silly careers, and uh, the world around us. And that certainly applies to uh, a guy today who is exceptionally talented, a returning guest to Happy Sad Confused. Um, he is, as I say on this podcast, always welcome to stop by. Um, and when I say that, uh, that means he'll probably stop by three times a year because he's constantly working. Um, but that's okay because his name is Edgar Ramirez and he is not only exceptionally talented, um, but he is he's one of these guys that... Um, from the first time I've seen, I saw him on screen, uh, probably in Domino, actually, which was kind of his first Hollywood movie directed by Tony Scott. Um, he uh, he's just one of these actors that leaps off the screen and um, has charisma to burn, and has shown in his ensuing career um, a really uh, I don't know a a a a good soul, a good barometer of what's interesting and cool, and goes after interesting material, and has worked with a, a host of great filmmakers. Um, whether it's uh, you know David O. Russell last year in Joy, uh, all the way up to his work this year, which uh, he's going to be in two more films before the end of the year, uh, including Girl on the Train, um, directed by Tate Taylor, which we mentioned in this conversation, um, uh, Gold, directed by Stephen Gagan, who's coming off of, uh, of course, um, directed Syriana a few years back, and it's his directing return. I'm very much looking forward to that. That's him and Matthew McConaughey. But those are films to talk about at a later date. Those come out at the end of the year. The, the, the main subject to talk about today is a film called Hands of Stone, which is a remarkable uh, true story based on the true story. Uh, if you're a boxing fan, you know uh, the name Roberto Duran. But even if you're not a boxing fan, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I know the name Roberto Duran. I know what Nomas refers to, or at least I had a vague idea. And this film kind of helps... Uh, flesh out the story and gives you uh, it's, it's a really interesting biopic and it's um, it's a very much a um, a personal project for Edgar uh, he's clearly passionate about it he's working with the same writer director um, on a future film he's also working with Robert De Niro um, who stars in this film it's a, in, in a really interesting uh, cool uh, character uh, supporting role um, in uh, in a future project as well so clearly this group um, really enjoyed the collaboration, and hopefully they will uh, continue to um, collaborate on really interesting, smart material. Uh, and Hands of Stone is a big one for Edgar. It's a leading role. It's a uh, beloved, um, you know, a sports figure, a beloved figure, just uh, you know, in the world of pop culture the last forty years. And um, he was, uh, if you see the film, you'll see how committed he was to, um, you know, truly inhabiting um, a boxer, which you know is one of those one of those weird subgenres in film. Like I always love a boxing movie and I feel like especially I feel like boxing movies are back. The last couple of years we're getting like two a year. Um this this year we actually have another one coming soon from our, our good buddy Miles Teller starring in Bleed for this. I'm seeing that actually super soon and I can't wait to see uh, him in that one. Uh, and of course, last year we had um, both Jake Gyllenhaal and Southpaw. And of course, one of my top 10 favorite films of the year last year was Creed. I know a lot of people love that one, and I positively adored that one. So 
all of which is to say boxing lends itself well to film, and certainly uh, it's cool to see Edgar mix it up uh, in this special project, Hands of Stone. Check it out. Um, not much more to say uh, in the preamble here. Obviously, I don't have Sammy by my side today, so I'll keep it brief. Um, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the VMAs. I enjoyed it as a as a observer last night. I've actually not really – you know, my gig at MTV has been predominantly on the movie side over the years, so I've only worked one VMAs over the years. So um, – it's kind of a, a unique um, uh, position for me to be in every year to see my coworkers um, really kill themselves in the best possible way to put on the craziest award show of the year. And uh, I actually haven't seen it all. I was on a plane last night uh, coming back from a wedding, but um, I was uh, watching it via Twitter <laughs> on the plane. So I feel like I got a good sense. The, the headlines for me seem to be that Beyonce continues to be the most beloved human being um, on the planet. And that uh, Key and Peele seemed funny. I don't know, maybe a little divisive to some, but I, I have to believe I'm going to be on the side of Key and Peele. Um, and that Rihanna, um, yeah, Rihanna was good. And that uh, and Kanye continues to be insane, I guess, in a good way. I don't know. That's a longer conversation. Um, anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Edgar Ramirez. We've got another um, special kind of bonus episode of Happy Second Fused coming up uh, in a couple of days. I'll put it out there just because I didn't want to put the two together today. They felt like two very different kind of conversations, but um, in a couple days, uh, you'll get to enjoy uh, Tony Hale, who, uh, again, um, such a smart, interesting, and funny guy. But that's for the next Happy Sad Confused. In the meantime, enjoy this conversation with returning guest, um, the ever-delightful Edgar Ramirez. And check out Hands of Stone in theaters right now. my office it's always good to see you my friend so good to see you man um i got to be uh at your one of you know one of the big nights for this film this labor of love as the director the writer director said last night hands of stone a great accomplishment an amazing cast uh led by you leading role roberto duran huge role um and it was a i have to say it was a really emotional special night just for me like being there as an audience member you know i've gotten to go to a, a couple premieres by now but like there was a lot of love in that room yeah there was a lot of passion I think for a number of reasons. Can you can you talk a little to me about like why last night was a special night, maybe in your career? For many things, uh, this movie this movie is one of those films that that just uh, becomes a moment in your life um, and and a very special one. We we basically and 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 I don't say this lightly. I mean, we basically became a family, all of us, everybody, everyone involved in the film for some reason. The people that were chosen, the people that were invited, uh, the places where we shot in Panama, the the, the subject of the story is very emotional. And uh, I was actually the last one on board. I mean, Robert De Niro was the first one who got on board, and he really championed for this film to be made. I mean, it's been it's been a seven years trajectory for this movie to be made. So so last night was very special. Yeah. You know, after all the the, the work put into it, um, the fact that it is the first mainstream movie with a Latino hero in, you know, uh, in the title role, right. uh, that, that is something to celebrate and to be very moved by. Um, the fact that um, the movie tells a story about Roberto Duran's life, his childhood, and his first um, three championships. Uh, we're talking about the greatest lightweight in the history of boxing, who happens to be Latino, happens to be Panamanian. Um, but there were two fights that defined a lot in his career. 
uh, alongside uh, another formidable and legendary fighter, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sure. Played amazingly by Usher, who totally nailed it. Um, and both of them, the real Sugar Ray Leonard and, of course, the real Roberto Duran, were with us last night. Last night. I mean, they were present at the premiere. And I will say, that was very special. I will say, like, um, I think you were probably busy doing your, your red carpet duties. I was sitting in the theater, and um, <clears throat> Duran came in, uh-huh. before, I think, before you guys. And it was, like, electric. It was, electric. like, everybody stood up, and it was, like... I mean, again, there are movie stars, and De Niro obviously doesn't get any bigger than that. There was actually something a little different when he, he and Sugar Ray walked in there. There's, I think there's a different kind of an idol worship. There's a yeah. different connection people have with athletes, especially in that time, those iconic fights. I mean, I'm a casual boxing yeah. fan, but yeah. I know no Moss. Sure. I know those fights. Sure. Um, yeah, it, with athletes, especially in boxing, because this is the thing. The thing with boxing is that it really – I think the – when you when when you watch a boxing match, uh, whether you have the privilege to see it live in person or you watch it on television or any, on any screen, all your frustrations, all your fears, all your aspirations, in a way, in that moment, are projected right. towards those two guys or two women who are fighting each other, and uh, there's something very primal and animalistic about it, and. And I think that some, somehow uh, it, 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 re- it really captures whatever struggle we're going through as individuals by the time or at the time that we're watching the fight. Right. And I think that that's, that's a key element to I think that that's why boxing is so mysterious. And I think that the idol, the, the, this, 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 this worship, you know, um, for, for, for boxers comes from that because it's very... Um, it's very, it's very intimate. Yeah, it's very intimate, and it's very, it's very deeply rooted. You know, um, and, and and also you, you only have your hands to fight. So there's some mystery in boxing that it's, uh, that is fascinating. And I think it's also maybe a reason why it's in in the medium of film. It's got a pretty good success rate. <clears throat> like I mean, like among yeah. the sports, like there's some sports that don't translate so well into film. Um, Boxing between you know the Rocky films, I mean, Reggie Bull. Bull. I mean, come on, course, you, you, yeah. you've got the master right there. Um, and you know, we, we talked about this last time you came by. I mean, you, you had the privilege of working with De Niro twice in a row. You mm-hmm. clearly have established like a real relationship with yeah, friendship yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. And we're preparing uh, another film together. Is that right? That's yeah. so. That's amazing. I mean, yes, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's well. Like, I, 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 that brings up a bunch of questions. I mean, one is like. You know, there's the cliched question that, that comes up a lot when I talk to actors of like when you get over working with like a movie star and like when you like get to work and that, that it seems like that just happens naturally because there's the work. Mm-hmm. But like then there's a whole nother level of like friendship, mm-hmm. mentorship, which yeah. you clearly have gotten into, got, got into the level of with Absolutely. De Niro. And like how did that happen? When did that happen? Does it just sort of like did you pursue that or did he anoint you or did, I mean, was there a connection that was made beyond the set or what? Yeah. It just, it just, as any other, you know, special relationships in your life, I mean, you cannot really procure them. I mean, they just happen. Right. And it's true. I mean, it's like, there's a, there's a, there's an ease in a, in a, in a, in a connection and a, in some sort of unspoken, you know, trust uh, that you feel right there, and that's how I felt with with, with Robert. I yeah. mean, I, I I I met I met Bob. I call him Bob. So <laughs> hey, so, you're so entitled. Right, so yeah, so right there, I still <laughs> I still pinch myself, but at the same time, 
it is so familiar. Yeah. It, it is so normal, but, but it's still, sometimes I pull myself out of my body, uh, as I did last night. I said, I cannot believe this is my, like, I don't know, fourth or fifth red carpet with Bob that, you know, I'm inviting over to his house for his private gatherings with yeah. the family. Like, it's, it's beautiful to have a seat at such a, such a special special table and a notoriously private man a man Absolutely. that like picks his friends carefully and, and is and is you know not the most verbal of men so like yeah, if you absolutely. penetrate that world yeah. that's kind of amazing yeah but, no it's beautiful and, it, and it's like that i mean it's he's a man of a very few words even with his friends so don't think that that the shy and reserved the Nero that you see on an interview is very is, is that different from the one in private right. i mean he's a man who's he's, he's a great observer yeah. which i think has allowed him to understand human behavior so well sure. because he 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 listens way more than he speaks and i think that that's that's probably the secret and uh and in the movie we it's we connected we clicked you know and i feel very comfortable i never because the thing is that that despite of 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 the weight of of his presence because he's, he's got such an such an intense and such a strong presence and gravitas yeah. he's also very he's very welcoming and very open and 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 soft spoken and, and relaxed. So he made he makes you feel at ease right away. Yeah. So there's nothing intimidating about him, which really contrasts to many of the characters that he's played right. and to the and to the energy and the strength that he that he infuses his characters with. So it's uh, it's fascinating. Well, he's an he's an actor first. Yeah. He's not a movie. I mean, he's yeah. a movie star, but he's yeah. an actor first, and that's mm-hmm. like that has never waned or changed. No. Um, it's, it's interesting to me, like, and I don't know if this is something that, that's true or something that I've just could have like projected onto you, um, where a lot of actors, I feel like the nature of the jobs, you come and go between jobs and you often don't make lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's, you're a circus yeah. performer. You go on to the next thing, whether it's De Niro, whether it's, we were talking about Jessica Chastain earlier, yeah. you obviously maintained a friendship with her. Sure. Um, is that important to you? Is that something that like was, was a, a rude awakening early in the profession of like, if I want to, you know, it's important to me to maintain friendships beyond the project or, or to be realistic about it and say that's not always going to happen and sometimes no, it's just no, going to be a... Actually, it's the second one. No, it doesn't, it's, um, no, I mean, some, I mean, sometimes you strike, you strike up, you know, uh, a friendship and sometimes you don't. I yeah. mean, you have like a very, um, you have a very, you know, um, uh, comfortable and productive relationship you know, on set yeah. so that you together make the best movie possible. Yeah. If you become friends, fine. It's great. You know, and, and, and of course, you know, you're always grateful, you know, uh, for a new, a new friendship, but it's not the case on, 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 on every movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's happened. I have very few friends as well, you know, and, uh, and yes, Jessica is a very good friend of mine. And so is Robert. Yeah. Um, I also had a, a, a great connection with Matthew McConaughey, um, with whom I, I started Gold, Gold right, that yeah. is coming out of, um, in December on Christmas Day. So sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and 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 you just and, and sometimes you just keep like you just keep very very um, nice memories of great conversations with people that you may you run into, right. you know, eventually, and they always put you know a smile on your face. Yeah, you, you have remember, that shared memory you have when you run shared into shared memory, yeah. and it's great. But yeah, this is, as 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 in any other job. And as any other activity that yeah. you do in life, I mean, sometimes some of your coworkers become your dearest friends, and sometimes they're just 
great people you worked with. Well, I'm curious um, because I've done a lot with Jessica and she's obviously one of the best actors on the planet and also hysterical and fun and just the coolest person. Um, we need to get you, by the way, into a sketch because I've done a bunch of, bunch of sketches with her. Okay. And so maybe, I love, I love next to. time you and Jessica I, together can do something crazy with I you. would love to. Um, but you obviously did Zero Dark Thirty yeah. in, uh, together, which uh, we've talked, I think, a little bit about Bigelow, who's, yeah. of course, as, as good as great as they come, but an intense kind of filmmaker, an intense subject matter you're in. Did that kind of add to kind of like the bunker mentality, kind of friendships that were born in that in that kind of like well, tense well, this situation? Is, well, this is the thing, and probably probably we're 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 sensing a theme here. There's certain movies that generate conditions for people to really bond right and those and those are sometimes or at least that's my case i mean sensing a theme probably in my life and in my projects zero door 30 was a movie um where we were completely removed from our from our lives we were shooting in jordan and in india yeah and a bunch of actors you know in a very particular moment in our careers um sharing a lot of things i mean age-wise also very similar sure uh, jessica and i have birthday basically the same day depending where we are in the world <laughs> i was born on march 25th and she was born on march 24th there you go so we're basically you know we were, we <laughs> separated were, at birth somewhere. exactly so um uh and and and, and then there's um and there's also a, a, an intimacy that is created on set that sure. also helps yeah. Well, in the nature of that one, there was some secrecy around that. Secrecy that around, were... a lot of secrecy around it, and 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 in very harsh conditions. Yeah. You know, we were we were shooting in a very, on a very you know particular place, uh, very close to where the real events took place. So I'm sure that all the way from CIA, Pakistani secret intelligence, Al Qaeda, I'm sure all of those guys were around us. Maybe the guy who was serving you coffee or. Or who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, after done, after having done Carlos in Zero Dark Thirty, <laughs> I pretty much believe in everything. Right. I mean, it's not that weird. Yeah, it is not that weird to be in a place and then suddenly the person who's, I don't know, um, picking you up, is the greatest spy or intelligence agent that you can ever imagine. So you never know. So that 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 created a tension sure. that, that that really brought us and together. And a necessary release, of but, course. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, it's just a it's just a, the the you know the 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 randomness, the beautiful randomness of of, of affections and, and feelings. Yeah. You know, what I can add to that is that definitely when you work with such talented people like Jessica and and and, and, and Robert Nero. And then suddenly there's a chemistry that allows for a friendship to happen. Yeah. Then that is a gift. Sure. Because I think that love, um, love, a, a, a big or the main component of love is admiration. Yeah. So love in a friendship has, in my case, a lot to do with admiration. And, and that's what I feel for them. So, so, so backtracking a little bit to, um, to this specific film and this important moment for... Uh, as you said, and the, the writer-director said last night, like the importance of a protagonist that is Latino in a mainstream studio film. Um, you know, for, for yourself, like, do you find that you are, like, uh, is there a lot of colorblind casting when it comes to you? Do you find that the parts you're getting are, you know, your ethnicity or your region of the world, et cetera? Or do you find you're getting, like, white guys thrown at you, too? I mean, does it matter or does it feel like... I, I you know, I've been, I've, I've been very lucky to to have amazing directors wanting to work to work with me right. regardless of of the ethnicity of the character um i i was cast in zero dark 30 as um as an american because that's the only way for you to i mean the 
to be president of the United States and to be a member of the CIA, you need to be born in the right. U.S. So I played a character, uh, Larry Clark, who, who was American. So it was my first time doing a full-on American accent for a film. And, um, and, and Catherine wanted to work with me, and she was open for me to do the work to be an American. Uh, it hasn't been my case uh, with, with, with David or Russell, the same thing. The character was third-generation Long Island Italian, right. and he turned into Venezuelan because he wanted to work with me, and I feel very privileged and very, and very proud. But it doesn't mean that the black and white casting process exists. Right. So the fact that, the fact that, I've, been, that I've been privileged and, and lucky and that I have, uh, have had these opportunities doesn't mean that, it's, that, it, that, that it applies the same to other people and to sure. other members of the Latino community when it comes down to Hollywood or any other, or any other industries, yeah. you know, any other uh, 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 field. So um, I hope that, that, that a movie like um, uh, Hands of Stone can, uh, can open new doors and actually can change the perception that, that maybe some people have, that some people want to impose, that some people want to promote, Stereotypes. I yeah. mean, stereotypes are you know I don't I don't take them I don't take them that seriously because I understand the existence of stereotypes, but it is our task as warriors, like uh, people who worry mm -hmm. about the world, mm -hmm. to change them and to break them. Right. You know. I mean, I under I fully understand the existence. I mean, knowledge comes from generalization. That's that's for sure. Sure. But when it comes down to human phenomena. It is, it is important to analyze each case individually. And I think it is the job of artists and people in media and for communicators in general, for thinkers. Um, if it's not too petulant for me to say that we're thinkers, people who try to go beyond, to think beyond what is in front of us to break those stereotypes. And, yeah. I, and, and I hope that this movie helps to, to shine a different light to um, to the Latino community. When you were growing up, were you aware of a, a lack of Hispanic heroes in, in film, in, t in TV? I mean, there was, you know, Antonio Banderas, but beyond that, like there weren't yeah. that many movie stars. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, it's true. Of course, there's... Um, um, uh, as, as, as a kid as I was growing up, I, I don't think it was, it, I was aware right. of that. But um, but of course there's a there, there's there's a gap that I think it's it's getting it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I yeah. mean, you see, I see, I, I see his beautiful, his great name on the on this on on this on this uh, mm -hmm. uh, little whiteboard. Yeah, here. exactly, the whiteboard. Oscar Isaac. Oh, I mean, yeah, his sure. career is amazing, and he's you and yeah. and and, uh, and and he's having amazing opportunities as well. You know, regardless of his ethnicity and 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 his um, you know origin, and and the same thing with. You know, uh, Diego Luna, Gael Garcia, uh, uh, Demian Bichir. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of uh, 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 Wagner Mora, Juan Pablo Robert now. Right. I mean, this, and I'm just, I mean, and just naming the guys. I mean, I'm not even talking sure. about the girls. So, sure. so I think that, that, that movies are always the reflection of society, art in general, and entertainment. Both are always a reflection of what's going on. Uh, in, 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 you know, in a very specific society. Yeah. And I think that content in entertainment and in, in movies and in art uh, is reflecting the changes of American society yeah. in general. And the reality is that I think that the Latin talent and the Latin presence in media, in content for entertainment and art, um, 
I think that it's, it is not exotic anymore. It is not a quote. You know, I think that it's just the, the people around you. We, yeah, we are here. reflecting the world that you live in. The world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, your teachers, you know, your, 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 uh, the people, your coworkers, you know, your, your bosses, yeah. you know, I mean, they, they, they are Latino. They're part of the Latino community, which is a huge culture because this yeah. is the thing. The thing is that being Latin has nothing to do with race because yeah. we are composed by all colors. Is actually not an ethnicity by itself because you have, for example, Jonathan Jakubowicz. Yep. He's the director and writer of the film. He's Latino. He's Venezuelan. He's Jew. He's Jewish. There actually, 100%, 100% Ashkenazi Polish Jew who speaks, who speaks English with my accent <laughs> because he's Latino as well. Right. So it has nothing, has got nothing to it's do like with religion. It's like our love child, Edgar. It's like uh, our child. He's, uh, he's like our child together. Exactly. Like our exactly. <laughs> it was our child. Exactly. That's the thing. You know, and then so has got nothing to do with, with ethnicity, has nothing to do with religion. It is a culture. Yes. You know, and it's a culture that is present and that it can really enrich, you know, keep enriching not only American society, but by the world at large. So I think it's also exciting, like, you know, like from my vantage point, and I, you know, I cover films of all sorts and I appreciate and love films of all sorts. And like, you know, the superhero genre, which comes is like obviously so omnipresent and like, um, we're starting to see even reflected in that. Like, I mean, there, there was this like news the last week where, um, this major character in the new Spider-Man film is played by Zendaya, who's an African-American mm -hmm. yeah, actress who's like, but she's playing a very iconic, like white redhead. Yeah. And I feel like people were ready for an outcry and maybe there were from a, some small segment, but it, it kind of got deaf. It, it kind of got left behind really quickly. Yeah. And I think that's really heartening. And it gives, I think all of us a little bit of hope that the next generation, um, even younger than you and I are, yeah. um, it's not even an issue. Because social changes take a long time to yeah. happen, and that is the thing. I mean, there are many things that, that start today, and we won't see the full results of whatever we plant today in our lifetime. Right. In our lifetime. So it, 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 take, it, it takes a long time, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, the fact that changes are slow does not mean that they're not going to take place sure. eventually. And I do believe in that. I think that everything is interconnected. You know, and, and I do believe in the interconnection uh, between generations. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be here talking to you and having this opportunity if, if it wasn't, you know, uh, Roberto Julia or an Antonio Banderas or a Maria Conchita Alonso sure. or there's, there's always one, you know, paving the road for the next generation yeah. and, and granting opportunities. And not only... And not only in, in, in acting, in music, in whatever form of art, you know, I mean, if, uh, it's, it's, uh, if, if it wasn't a Julio Iglesias, then you wouldn't have a Ricky Martin, then you right. wouldn't have a Maluma or a Juanes or a Shakira. You know, mm -hmm. it's like every, everybody's paving the, you know, the road Absolutely. for the next generation. And look, what happened this year or last year when, when, Hamilton, uh, uh, when Hamilton came in, into the scene, I mean, it changed everything. And actually, and actually you know, one of the, it told one of the most important, you know, history lessons in America. And look at the cast, yeah. and look at look at the spin around it. So I think it is it is happening. I'm very I'm very positive. I'm very I'm very positive about it. You know, um, this uh, last time you were here, you were promoting two films. You've got at least two more coming out before the end of this year, right? Yeah, and again, Christmas Day. They're both Christmas Day again? No, not both, <laughs> but I have Girl on the Train right. that is coming out in October, right. and and Gold that is coming out on December 25th. 
Amazing. You're the Christmas guy now. Yeah, so the Christmas guy, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I don't turn into the Grinch, but um, I hope the people love, like my movies. But yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, Girl on the Train is this uh, huge bestseller. I confess I haven't yeah. read the book myself. I haven't but, read the book either. Um, but I just had actually John Krasinski was actually in the last week. He he got a chance to see the movie. He said she's amazing. Emma's yeah, amazing. It's great. Yeah. Have you seen the film? No, yourself? I haven't. I haven't. I will see it soon. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm very excited though. Yeah, it's got yeah. a hell of a cast. Yeah. And yeah. Tate Taylor, right? Taylor is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and gold, which is something that's been around for a while. I remember hearing about this one for years. Me too. And I clung to it. Yeah. It's like I never, I, I clung to it. I never let that movie go. And this one is intriguing on a number of levels. You've got, of course, McConaughey, Bryce Dallas Howard, who I love. Um, you've also got Steve uh, Gagan mm -hmm. as the writer director, who's yeah. been a long while since yeah, he's directed a film. Yeah, coming back from Suriana. Yeah. What, can, what, what do we need to know about this one? Just uh, tease me. Man, I mean, let me let me tease you a little bit. Um, Syriana is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's one of the most influential movies to me for, for a number of reasons. Uh, I think that it's, uh, Stephen was able to create a very compelling thriller. In such a, it's, it's a very intellectual movie, but it's a thrilling intellectual right. movie. You can really feel the tension and the pressure, and you, and you get so much information without feeling overwhelmed. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing the amount of information that... That, that Stephen can process and turn it into a thrilling yep. experience and not feel that you're watching an intellectual film or a documentary. Yep. So it has, it has a documentary feel, but it's very dramatic. Exactly. So he's a, he's a genius at, at achieving that. And that's what's going to happen with gold as well. I mean, it's a, it, is a, it is a financial thriller in a way, but that happens in the jungle. So actually, it, 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 it takes place where all the promises of the financial people <laughs> Um, start from meaning okay. that that's the that's the that's El Dorado sure. that most of these financial guys yeah. sell you to sell you the dream and uh, and 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 actually it's a it's an underdog story in a way uh, it's the story of this uh, American prospector and this um, Argentinian English uh, geologist. Uh, of course, played by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not McConaughey. Uh, That's not McConaughey. <laughs> uh, but um, and and their search for gold, you know, and uh, and again, it's a it's a it's it's a great it's a great metaphor of life as well. Yeah, you know, I um, I'm trying to tip around. The, okay. No, that's the, enough. That's yeah, good. That's good. But it's uh, and it's it, it reminds you of those. Films that I love, this, 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 you know, Houston's films like, like Sierra Madre, that yeah, kind of thing. The, the Treasure of Sierra Madre yeah. has that, that gravitas and that nice. density. And, and it was our own heart of darkness. We, went, we, we shot that in Thailand. Nobody had a heart attack. We almost <laughs> did just out of the humidity just because it was so humid. And, 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 our, and our, our set, eight of our sets were um, washed out. By by the river. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was really hard. It was really really hard to shoot that film, but every 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 bit of that pain was worth it. I feel like this is this is a constant, and we've talked about this like throughout your work. I feel like you you you've earned a right to a very simple, easy romantic comedy shot <laughs> on the streets of New York or L.A. or on a soundstage with a nice cushy trailer. Don't you, I mean, because we, we joked about that. You had said, hey, get me in a Judd Apatow film the last time I saw you. Man, yeah, I mean, Judd, if you're, look, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, help a brother here. Come on, you. Help a brother out. You and Chastain, romantic comedy. That would yeah, be man. Delightful. That, yeah, things that, we, I mean, we've, we've been trying, we've been trying, you know, in the last years to find, to find a movie to do together, a love story. You know, we, we, haven't, we haven't quite found it yet, but yeah. we're still looking for it. 
But because um, there's such a trust between them, between us, that, yeah. that I think it would, you know, it, it'd be a dream to do it. The thing is that I, I, I love romantic comedies, but they're so difficult to really nail on the on, on the head. I yeah. mean, they're, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of romantic comedies. I mean, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's like Nora Ephron or James L. Brooks or Judd, like there are yeah. a handful of yeah. them that can do it, and the yeah. rest are not so... Yeah, I mean, Trainwreck was an amazing romantic yeah. comedy because you got, you know, I mean, I mean it's, 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 it, there's so much intelligence and thinking and yep. reasoning behind comedy. Exactly. That you need that. You know, and uh, and but, but but it will come. You know, if it's if if it's meant to be, then it will come my way. It'll come around yeah. as well. I mean, do you feel the uh, you know you you you've dabbled in kind of franchise kind of films before? Do you feel kind of like the weight of like I need my franchise? I need no. to get in on something like that? No, not really. No, no, not at all. Uh, it's working so far. You don't. You've uh, been. It's working so far. You're finding great directors that want I'm to work with you. I'm finding great directors and strong voices and 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 and, and great stories and characters. So I don't feel. Because I don't see, it, and I think that we 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 mentioned this uh, when in our, in our last conversation yeah. that I don't see my career as a checklist. Right. That you know I played the geologist, and okay, now I need to play the boxer, right. and now I need to play the superhero. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's not a, it's not a checklist, and it's not a vertical trajectory. It's more horizontal. It's about. I'm very old school. I love I love strong voices, directors, good directors, or directors that I like, you know, and yeah. uh, and and that have a very particular uh, vision, an outlook. They, 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 have, a, they have a voice, a, a, a point of view. I mean, I think a point of view is everything because whatever we do, we do it from our point of view. So we, what, what, whether you want or not, you got to have it. Have you seen anything this year that you've loved? Any new filmmakers or, or old filmmakers, new films that, that have struck you? In any way. You know that well. That's the that's the irony of making movies that you don't go You're a little busy. Yeah, you don't go af, as often as you would love to 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 the movies. Let me think. Uh, let me let me first think. The last time I went uh, to uh, we're also admittedly in, in in a weird time of year where unless you want to see a uh, yeah the things that I, I've been I've been I've been really so busy doing doing promotion for Hands of Stone and uh, and doing ADR for the rest of the films yeah. and. Uh, um, and th- that I haven't been that I haven't been able to. I mean, it's like on the top of my head right now. What I what did I what did I watch that really? Uh, I'm thinking about just going to the theater. <laughs> you know, when was it? Well, the, I'm gonna say the first thing that came okay. up to my mind. Actually, last time I went to the theater here in New York. Yeah. I I watched Sicario. Oh, so Denis Villeneuve was amazing. Uh, it's amazing, Emily, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a, it's one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. It's am- the sound design, the, the sound music, design. It's, it's like a horror film because yeah. it's horrific what goes on in the film because that reality is a. Ho- I mean, it's not a thriller anymore. I mean, the whole war on drugs is not a thriller anymore. That's a that's a horror story. It's a it's the closest to a zombie movie. Yeah, you know, and uh, and it's 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 so, you know, it's it, it it's so. Terrifying at the same time, it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully shot. The film. You're uh, your leading lady in this one. And is... it's my friend Emily. Emily, who's amazing. It's They're amazing. all amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Benicio, yeah, Benicio, but Benicio, yeah. But uh, Anna, in in this one, in uh, in Adamus, is she's going to be in a uh, Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner from yeah, Denis. She's a, yeah, she's a, actually she left today. She's about to. Yeah, she left today for back to Budapest. That's, I mean, I, you normally like a sequel like With that would, would worry me, With but that's, enough, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but the fact that Denis is, is getting his shot at that that yeah. excites me. That's yeah. cool. No, absolutely. Um, very cool, man. Well, I always love bringing you by because not only are you, you know, challenging yourself, always doing cool work, working with Thank great you, people, but um, but but a, a genuinely smart, intelligent 
cool guy. And, Thank uh, you, man. And you're always welcome here, man. Thank you very much. Good luck with Hansel Stone. to see you and to talk to you and to, and to your audience. And, uh, we'll yeah, see, I'll see you on social media. It's going to be a long, 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 long friendship. <laughs>